0: Bueller, 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 Bueller.
1: Good morning. Up and atom. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call.
2: I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
1: With Walker and Roush.
2: are to Wild. hello everybody happy wednesday to you july 28 2021 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio 96.1 fm fourteen fifty a.m tj walker nick rash we've got douglas the producer in studio for us today and good morning nick how are you uh you know i'm
0: okay it's it's uh it's been a day or two i did the um uh... I did the thing where I made it almost all the way to the finish line of being dead for a day. And then I pulled out my back, like as Brooke was pulling in the driveway to be like, Hey, look, it's mom. And so, yeah, I, I was on the uh, sports talker trying to get my back healed so I could play golf at a nice place remedy last night. And you know what? Ibuprofen is a hell of a drug.
2: What, where, where are you playing golf?
0: I'm not, but I felt like that sense of urgency, you know, like you can't be moving around like an old man, Roush. I get understand. up, get going. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the icy hot worked wonders, and I did not sleep at all. But hey, I'm I'm ready to roll. The back doesn't feel that bad.
2: Well, that's good to hear. We'll we'll hope for a speedy recovery. Seems like you're falling apart, buddy.
0: So live be You're not even
2: you know? thirty. You're not even thirty yet.
0: Oh, no it's it's preemptive it's my body telling me that 30 is right around the corner.
2: Yeah, uh, must must be. Must be. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, I did not pull out my back last night, Roush. Very happy and proud to announce the volleyball team got a win and wow. not not only a win, a win we only had four people and beat a team with six people. It was glorious. Wow. Hey you know what? I I think uh, if if you were at
0: least down your bad players, you might have even been an advantage playing from behind.
2: We we did not have our uh, all of our best players. I think maybe we had our best wherever I fall into the category, and then we had you know two players that are solid, good players, but not. We we were missing some of our best, so. Uh, I was very proud about it. It was pretty surprising. And it was also like 116 degrees, which our game started at 6 o'clock. So, Oh, God. So four people in that heat, I'm the best. We did I mean,
0: basically, I I hope you did a Kevin Garnett, anything is possible at the very end of it.
2: No, I'm generally, unless the other team's just complete and total losers, but I'm usually just kind of like not – the not a goofball per se, but just kind of you know make small talk here and there and uh, all all that good stuff. But there was one where they were really picking on us and i don't, well actually I was going to ask you that was going to be a conversation okay I had for you. So they they were they were hitting the corners, they were hitting the lines, they were just they weren't uh, only one guy was really swinging and then the other they had two they had three guys the other two were just doing little dipsy doos and little drop shots and whatnot. And all three of them were were solid players. Our three girls collectively were really mad at those guys for doing those drop shots, working the corners, and all that stuff. And I was like, we we won the first game, and we you know we ended up winning the second game too. I was like, we won the first game. We won the first game like 25 to 17. I was like, I, you know they're playing to win. I don't I don't really blame them for doing it. And uh, but they weren't happy happy they weren't happy about it they all grew up playing volleyball so I guess it's a volleyball etiquette sort of deal yeah but we only had four people that's our fault not theirs well
0: it's one of those things that if you're rolling the ball hitting a roll shot where you just put some top spin on it then that's okay but like you're like come on just hit the ball um but like straight up just tipping when you've got a two-person advantage is kind of a like really, we're, we're you you can do this all day. Like, just let's play some volleyball.
2: Yeah. So, well, I, Okay. Wow. Interesting. I, I didn't. I didn't think you were gonna maybe kind of side that way. My. It's that's volleyball etiquette. My my thought process is you're you're out there to win, and no offense, the team we played, they may have had one, they may have had one girl that wasn't uh, that wasn't amazing, and we were kind of clearly going after her. So, like, we were not necessarily any better than than they were. Like, either you're playing to win or you're playing just to hit the ball back and forth. I don't know. I I didn't have an issue with it, but I thought it was interesting. I did not grow up playing volleyball, so I don't know all the P's and Q's.
0: Yeah, it's T's and P's, thoughts and prayers, because that's what's going to happen. That's what they need every time they're playing the sports talker.
2: That's the right attitude. I thought you were going to say T's and P's to the listening audience, because Trevor has... Unsurprisingly, a few minutes late, but joined us. Trevor, how are you?
1: If I known it was going to be volleyball talk, while waking up to this, I'd have slept a little later. Trevor, what do you think about that? Is that proper volleyball etiquette? Um, I'm going to say yes. Yes, it is. In fact, it, those who didn't know that
2: are just insane. Yep, that's, that's a good point. That's a really good point when you put oh, it, when you right. when you put it that way. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll put the volleyball talk to bed. It was. I'm one to know.
1: I'm walking off the stage. I'm done. Bye, people.
2: It was a it was a fun one, and just felt good to. We were kind of talking after the game, and like we were obviously happy and proud that we won. But I was like, I wonder if we're just all in a better mood. Like we'd be like this every win. We just don't ever really win all that often. And everybody was like, "Wow, TJ, you're the funniest. That uh, you're you're the best." And so that was mm-hmm. nice of them to say that to me. And that definitely totally happened. But broush i cannot wait for trevor kelsey's simone biles take
0: Ooh. oh
2: did, did i miss
1: something did something happen with simone biles <laughs> what, did, did, what, what, what happened uh, i i don't uh, going on is that, is that hey, occurring the,
0: it does take trevor about 48 hours to two he's like the canada of sports news sometimes <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yes yeah, I, I it, Trevor is aware of it. It broke during the show yesterday, and it was the mass confusion going on on social media. Uh, I w- watched the broadcast last night, obviously the tape broadcast. I can see where the confusion was setting in. It, it was, and that was kind of knowing what had happened, although we, you know, not, not the full details. Although I think we, we know enough. She, she started the finals of the team event did one vault and then left uh, citing her mental health and then she sat on the sideline cheered she was talking with teammates microphones picked up a lot of what she said if you watch the broadcast whether the live or the or the replay then you know that and team USA goes on to to win or to win silver falls to the russians and uh, just kind of a ho-hum Olympics for them unfortunately that's that's the case when silver is when you have such a a a standard of winning gold silver just doesn't really compare so it it doesn't pop the same no really it doesn't we all know you can do what you want when you're popping so there have just been hot takes everywhere you look everybody's got something to say it almost seems like there's this line and it's either you think she's a bad teammate or she shouldn't have participated or this will go against her legacy or you think she's brave and stunning for doing what was best for her in such a difficult moment. So that's kind of the dividing line. I, I've i got to guess Trevor texted me a little tiny bit about it. So I I think I know where Trevor is going to lean with this, but take it away, Trevor Kelsey.
1: Yeah, it's pretty obvious for Eileen, and, and I, I, I'll i give you credit. You, you da- danced around so nicely, avoiding the way to say that she quit, because she did. By definition, she quit. Uh, I don't – you don't have to bash her for quitting if you don't need to. I mean, she fell under pressure. She collapsed, and she quit And our teammates. It's our teammates' obligation if they want to forgive her or not. She should apologize. She won't. But she did quit, and, yeah, that's – you know, I don't think you have to bash her for it because if it is a mental issue, then that's fine. And I hope she gets better, but you don't have to praise her for quitting, make her have to be some hero for being a quitter. I mean, that's that that part annoyed me more Broush? than anything. Oh,
0: what,
2: what, what do you think? Uh,
0: I, I would like to think that I'm somewhere, maybe, I, I'd like to think that I'm in the gray middle ground. I know it's not very takey, that was one thing i could like i could quit a sport if i was a kid but only if it was after the season you know i had to at least give it a try now little league uh baseball exponentially different than gymnastics the reason why i'm not
1: uh wait, a minute, wait the little leagues is not the same as the the olympics
2: yeah just a lot different uh um, hey trevor did you know that uh roush's grandfather was a professional baseball player i did yeah i didn't he didn't quit he just passed out
0: Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. He Correct. just fell asleep. Um but I uh what really gets it for me is the in gymnastics if you aren't all the way in it then you could break your neck. <laughs> the, the, just the amount of danger that comes with that sport inherently if you're not in the zone it is pretty dangerous. So that's why I don't necessarily blame her uh, at all saying, like, all right, something's just wrong. I don't know what it is. I mean, she's got the yips. And, you know, it's not like Chuck Knobloch just can't throw it to first. Like, that, oh, so you, you can't well, get it then it. they That's take him out of the game. But, like, this is, like, if you get the yips and don't do it right, you can break your ankle or your neck or your face. Like, it's a much more uh, – I feel like the odds are much higher if you aren't all the way in and committed to doing your flip. Uh, as somebody who – uh basically quit doing flips into pools because i would be hesitant on to flipping into them sometimes then you just end up getting like a nasty belly whopper uh yeah i i, I can't totally relate but i can see why yeah this is way too dangerous you can't just half-ass your way through this you got to be all the way in if your brain's not there if your mind's not there then enjoy a spot on the sideline and be a good teammate and she did just that
1: I guess what? Chuck Knoblock's nips didn't work out. Yips didn't work out too well. He threw one into the stands and hit hit, uh, Keith Doberman's mom in the face.
2: Any sports
1: is dangerous if you have the yips.
2: Yeah. So I've also kind of in the middle. First off, she's not beyond criticism. Anybody saying otherwise, it's completely ridiculous. Uh, Every athlete to some extent gets criticized. And that's just how that's what happens when you put yourself on that stage and i think most people can do it in good good taste or you'd like to at least think that or hope that where you can criticize their athletic performance but still realize they could be great people and it has nothing really to do with the real world all that being said this the greatest of all time which she is considered as a gymnast and probably still will be but in their in their respected sports that this does not happen it just it does not happen. That's worth noting, and it's worth bringing up. That being said, she is a good teammate to know that she's going to suck or not be able to do it. And there's a way you get your team disqualified if you don't put your score if you don't put a score up altogether. So if she just went and got super hesitant or and and kind of bailed out midway and didn't even land it or whatever it was, it could cost the entire team any sort of medal. So I do understand if if her mind's not into it, then she needs to excuse herself. But two things. One, you never in a million years thought that'd come from Simone Biles. Again, could be a great person. All those things are fine. But as an athlete, you thought she was tough as nails. And that's all right. It's okay not to be, but that will be remembered about her. And uh, that's just something she, she will live with. Secondly, why'd you start? why'd you, why'd you, why'd you do one? Why'd you do one run? It wasn't a great one at all. It wasn't the worst performance the United States unfortunately had in their routines, but it wasn't great. It did not help. So why'd you do one of them? You were doing warmups. You looked uncomfortable in the warmups. The commentator was talking about how you were bailing out of them and warm ups. So why'd you do the one? If you were such a good teammate. And I think a response back to that would be, I wanted to give it a go. I thought maybe once the bright lights were on, I'd do it, but she did not look great and I'm no gymnast expert, but even the commentators were saying it, that she just looked a little off in her warm ups. She had some interesting Uh, quotes yesterday. She didn't play all that or she didn't do all that well the day before. So she clearly was off. I don't think she ever should have started the competition.
0: Well, but I think that's the, like the, I'm going to try to push through it. And maybe once I get a good one, I'm fine. Like she was playing hurt. and, And so she gave it a try. It didn't work. Um, but the thing I, I really I think out of all of this I just feel bad for her because I mean you get what two shots at this really uh, I don't I don't think she did this no she probably did this when she was sixteen I take that back so I think because I think this is her third Olympics correct
1: yes if yeah it is, yeah she's twenty four now
0: yeah uh, I I just feel so bad that like basically this was probably going to be in her last ride gymnast I mean she's old by gymnast standards and she's done all of she's as accomplished as you can be all of this pressure is on and when the time comes it just she wasn't ready i mean i i just i i feel i feel really bad for her i really do because like i i can't even imagine the amount of pressure that she was under going into this and I, i can see how it could get the best of somebody
1: I feel bad for the same way. I feel bad a little bit for Washington who missed all the free throws against Louisville. I feel bad for Nick Anderson missing free throws or a player dropping a ball in the end zone. You choke. At least they, at least they kept themselves in the game.
2: They, uh, she was not in the 2012 Olympics, weirdly enough. She was winning like us national championships, but not in the Olympics. If her Wikipedia page can be believed, but I'm shocked by that as well. Um, no, it's it's again not she's not beyond criticism. She did probably some things that were that were smart. Taking care of your mental health is smart. And it is, I think, ultimately being a good teammate to recognize that somebody else can do this better than me. I need to I need to step aside. Again, you never would have thought it would have been her. And mm-hmm. then when she was on the sidelines, she was a great teammate. She was totally engaged. She wasn't in her own head and off to the side because that could have been distracting. So she took care of business when she decided she needed to step aside. I just think she probably should have done that before she even began. And or, secondly, I'm just, I'm shocked it was Simone Biles, but that's all right. You know, that's what, that's what happens in sports. We learn that that's why we watch, you never know what's going to happen. And not just, or
1: not even before this event, maybe before this Olympics, if she was feeling that much pressure on being called to go and being called the greatest, and, you know, the pressure, of getting all the advertisements and getting, you know, the spotlight, don't don't go that if you don't don't go and up walking away in the middle of an event. I mean, if you were feeling that much pressure, should have looked at that before this, like other athletes have done before going into a season, and have stepped away. Roush, he's, instead, Trevor, instead, just, instead, just, now, instead now you also took it. Guess what? You took an experience away
2: from someone who may never get that experience, who was ready for the pressure. Now you're you're right about that, Trevor. Roush, he's taking my when she was warming up. She should have known she wasn't into it and never put herself into the competition but he's saying weeks ago she should have done it
1: right right yeah oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not she didn't have to weeks ago if she if she thought she was dealing with the pressure and going into the olympics and thought she could make it through it okay but i mean not don't don't just finally tap out oh, in the middle yeah. of an event i don't know i, just, I
0: don't like I, I love that like i could have predicted that this is going to be trevor's take you know? and i just know that People are really going to roast you for this, Trevor. So
2: they can
0: roast it. 502-414-1450.
2: I don't I don't I don't think he'll necessarily get roasted for it. I don't know. I I think again, people feel like they kind of have to pick a side of, oh, this is really bad, or wow, she's brave. I'm not I'm I'm not going far one side or the other on that. I think she made some mistakes, but again, mental health is important. She did recognize that somebody else could do it better. That's being a good teammate, and then she was a good teammate after the fact. But she did take away an opportunity from somebody else. I think she should have realized her head wasn't into it. But it, that, that's all I've got on it. Uh, I, I feel like the next few days you're going to get national media members fighting and arguing over all of it. And just remember, that you're, you're, I think we need to respect most opinions on this stuff because it's just sports. That's the last thing you're going to see
1: on social media
0: yeah yeah the one that um
1: take my side or you're you're dead to me attitude on social media oh yeah there's
0: there's also like a weird context within this all um that i don't think we could ever quite fully understand and that's the larry nasser aspect of all this where she basically had to single-handedly lead the charge to get them to completely call all of the past like like there was um who who is the trevor you know the name the the girl that like was getting carried off after she like stuck the landing but like had a broken ankle or whatever yeah so that was like the you know we look at that and that's like oh my gosh can you believe she would do that for the team for america and then but through a different lens, it's like, yeah, Larry Nassar, the guy who sexually abused God, hundreds of these girls, is the one who's pushing her to play and carrying her off the or helping, like, carry her off the mat. Like,
1: well, it was Bagosi that carried her, wasn't Nassar. He was, right,
0: but he was there helping them down. Like, th- there was a picture that was uh, shown that actually, like, people were using that as an... One person was like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine Carrie Stroke doing this? And Larry Nasser's actually in the frame. And it's like, you know, for it really is a culture change that's happened in the last five years and for Biles to stick to her guns takes a, a lot of gall <laughs> uh, especially i mean and, and she's been continually doing that so i tip my captor i salute her but it that um man i i she was going to be a nice uh All right, let's get Biles to get a bunch of, do some crazy things. And then we can completely turn the page. USA Gymnastics, the future is here. And instead, they don't get that nice distraction of awesomeness. There's still uh, people just arguing bitterly over it. And I'm sure the folks at USA Gymnastics aren't too happy
1: is she gonna still compete i don't know how much more she,
0: i got an app notification at 2 30 that said she's not i was really hoping she yeah. would do the event individual stuff terry but i i guess she's she's just done which which stinks because i was really looking forward to seeing her do stuff that humans aren't supposed to be able to do with their bodies
2: yep and that's probably probably be it we I, I doubt i don't yeah she's not gonna be back i think we'd ever yeah, see yeah. her well yeah and then i think they do like the champion the u.s championships which get television broadcasts as well um i think those are in two years what you probably won't even see her there uh i i i agree with what you said roush but while that's insane and they were rightfully awarded the arthur Ashe court courage award for coming forward with all that stuff a lot of folks have stuff that mentally can impact their performances the South Korean golfers skipped the British open because they wanted to focus on the Olympics. Because if they don't, if they don't win gold, they get two years military service. Can you imagine mentally that being on your brain that like, Hey, I'm in the peak of my golf career and I'm in this contest. And if I don't do well enough, two years of my life, boom, I have to step away. You know, like everybody's got, things that weigh on their brain. And that's why the best of the best can separate, I need to go out and execute and block out everything else, not only in the arena. And I do think a lot of it was Simone, I wonder how much of an empty arena played a role into it. Cause yeah. every time every time you saw her in Rio, she was just like pumping up the crowd, loving life, just really like that's when she became who you know, that's how we learned who Simone Biles was for the most part, or at least just the average probably American. And I wonder how much that also just like being able to literally hear every one of your steps and every spring of the of the vault and every noise, you know, I'm sure that stuff probably did not help her either. But uh, it was just surprising. Uh, it was surprising to see it happen. But yeah, men- mental health certainly important. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's appropriate to ignore that or dismiss that either. And it was good that she recognized it. I think it should have just been a little sooner. Um, all right. Should we take a break? Anything else anybody wants to add? I watched uh, some of the three on three live
1: uh, basketball around four o'clock this morning.
0: Oh, also suck at NBC. I didn't need to have the Tokyo Japan softball game on seventeen times yesterday. <laughs> Give me some that. different sports, my god! And also, I don't need only swimming in prime time. Can
2: we switch it up here? Like, I just—I well, I watched the men's volleyball last night, and oh my gosh, the United States team—they're—they're they're unbelievable. Like, I—I I don't know what the record is and they were playing some who were they playing they were were playing playing
0: Tunisia yeah yeah,
2: Tunisia and they were just dominating them but uh that was uh I gotta say though those people jump
0: the regular volleyball especially men's it doesn't do it for me quite like the sand I don't know what maybe it's because their games are five long and like okay I've been watching for an hour let's go somewhere there's a lot more stoppages I don't know it's just not the same as watching them and sand but our, I know, our guys in the sand did get a good win yesterday too
2: i know why you, why i bet i know why you think that is Is because in the six on six it's almost just so predictable like the team that's serving there's a good chance somebody on their team's just going to get a volleyball right to the face like they're so good at setting up spikes that it's almost just you know it's, volleyball to some degree is predictable at least when you watch a few points so you know how good like each teams are but
0: yeah yeah it, it and also it's like if you get your serve in like it, it's oh, okay did he get the serve in or okay probably a point or else it's just right into the net there's not a whole lot of in between or like crazy back and forth like rallies like we, we don't get that as much in the in the big time volleyball well,
1: yeah like you, no doubt started and ended it all, did a full circle with volleyball didn't it it really, yeah, it
2: really did. did yeah it really did we did you, it States saints men team they are uh, in a position to qualify for the knockout stage. Four out of the six in the pool do, so it would be concerning if they didn't. They are <laughs> they are behind Russia, but uh, Russia has played one fewer game, So Yeah, we I
0: choked think. against Russia the other night. We had like multiple games where we had the lead and blew it at the end.
1: I can honestly say the only men's volleyball I think I've ever watched is a scene in Top Gun.
0: Oh, well, you're missing out, buddy.
2: Well, also, meet the parents yeah well i guess was, that, that was co-ed that, that was co-ed though oh so, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you got that's true, though
1: you're right there though i do, I, I mean i watch women's live i don't know does that make me sexist so, uh, i do enjoy that
2: no that's okay there's I'm nothing wrong with me. that yeah all right let's go to a break you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big exports radio roll tj walker dick roush trevor kelsey douglas the producer we'll be right back
1: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
2: I feel like people treat Kentucky basketball as like the firstborn that just is never going to be good enough. 2nd then Kentucky, is the overachiever. And then Kentucky football is like the baby, and oh. it's just like, oh my gosh, you tied your shoes with Walker and Roush. And Kentucky basketball this past season just got caught with like a little baggie of weed in their car, and now people are just like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> you're going to jail, buddy. You have lost it. And then Kentucky football has a few good commitments, and it's just like, all right, Ohio State, Alabama. Here we are. Never doubt Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Tech Sports Radio. Want to remind you, Genesis Diamonds is proud to offer the state's largest selection of top designer engagement rings. So when she finds a ring on Pinterest that she wants, don't make her settle for a knockoff at another store. Get the real deal and stay in your budget at Genesis Diamonds. They're on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. Be sure to check them out. And don't forget as well, that they've got Rolexes coming. That's right. Everybody likes Rolexes. You can go get the engagement ring for yourself, a Rolex for you, or engagement ring for her, Rolex for yourself. They have the most popular models now in stock. Make plans to see them at a a special luxury pre-owned Rolex event next weekend, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Again, all at Genesis Diamonds on Shelbyville Road. I bet uh, that'd be a good place to get a Rolex for a real real low price all right fun first uh olympic segment there thank goodness for summer olympics and su- for summer radio's sake uh we had a
0: lot of news yesterday though we did did we, did we? yeah did we did we really quite a, yeah
2: did, I, did we
0: yeah to the point i'm kind of upset that i'm uh having to dip out early to do some dad duty today
2: oh um, you're not doing that again right
0: no i am yeah
1: oh i uh, I thought i was leaving at the top of the hour
0: oh it's unfortunate i'd much rather be talking with you all but um hey jordan anthony committed yesterday you know him uh fastest sprinter in america no i don't yep fastest high school kid in america ran a 10-2-1 at the national track meet uh, i guess it was a month ago in early july commits to kentucky yesterday Uh, Right now, the lane train has got it rolling in Mississippi. He had the fastest kid in America in his state in Kentucky beat him for the recruit. So shout out to John Summerall for getting it done. That's a big win. Liam Cohen, that's the power. That's what he likes in his receivers. Speed, speed, speed. He can figure out the rest later. It's all about speed. Anthony has just that. A nice win on the recruiting trail for a top 500 prospect.
2: Well, that's that's big time news. Uh, happy to, I I did not see that yesterday. I don't know, I don't know how I didn't. But uh, who? who <laughs> so you say, you say hey, I, and what's even
0: what's even crazier too? He, uh, yeah, he's fringe top five hundred. So like that means you're a high three star essentially, Trevor. Okay. You're like okay, if we like you enough, we might bump you up to a four star. You but you're on that
1: You should have said it that way instead. It sounds better when you say it that way.
0: Yeah, okay, all right, I'll I'll consider that for the future. Uh, But what was kind of weird, though, Terry, is it's the first time I've seen a kid from out of state come to town and then commit on a local TV station. He committed on WKYT. What? Yeah, they, like, went live to him in the 4 o'clock news and then shared a video of him committing to Kentucky at Kroger Field. And I was thinking to myself, man, the BBN Tonight people got to be pissed. But I think as part of their like, I don't think that they could do that since they're the official station and he's an unsigned recruit. So I would think it would have to be a different television station. So I found that part of it all fascinating.
2: Well, I love a a good speedster, but yeah, that's... That's uh the, the first thing that comes to mind is Daniel Orton. When he committed to Billy Gillespie, it was after an official visit. And they just called a press conference at some hotel, if I'm not mistaken. And we're like, yeah, we're, we're doing a special press conference. So like the Lexington media was like, this is amazing. Like we just get to go <laughs> like we just get to go five minutes away and and have this kid from where is he from? He's from Kansas or Oklahoma, so Oklahoma City, okay. I think yeah, Oklahoma City. Right uh yeah we get this kid from oklahoma city just to commit right here and right now and then uh yeah so that that comes to mind that's pretty awesome good news awesome yeah you're right that is big time
0: yeah yeah and i I think to kind of compare it it would be like ole miss coming to the state of kentucky to get a like a powerlifting national champion offensive lineman like you just wouldn't expect that player to leave the state let alone go to place like that like in for kentucky big big win for kentucky uh they now got a couple receivers in there and i think at this point they're definitely got a spot for Dan key but i think that that's probably it uh so y- you're gonna see them kind of shift to- towards uh some defensive linemen next i know they're probably gonna be uh cranking up the the heat on sale brown for mail a little bit but um yeah so i a nice win the 12th commitment in the class and uh you know especially in a week you know this is really the last dead week of kentucky football we've got media day next week fan day preseason camp get started so uh a, a nice little bit of news to get us uh to that point
2: yeah that's the well said it, it, it'll all start moving here quickly and getting me all pumped up for Alshack. And already here, some of the texters on the text line 502-414-1450. Roush, a kid from Miss a kid from Mississippi that Mississippi wanted. Isn't he just gonna decommit? Why I'll get excited when he signs.
0: Oh, wait, we really got that
1: one? No. Oh um, why you got to steal my lines, TJ? Come on, man. I don't have that many (laughs) lined up. Uh one might be
0: concerned. Uh like I, I would kind of understand it, but the his cousin committed to Ole Miss two weeks ago. I think if they were go- like, I, I that was probably purposeful, you know? I mean, if if you're, if you think your cousin's going to convince to play, you to play with him, you probably would have already done that. So I, I think whatever, I, Ole Miss went all in on Jeremiah Dillon and not, as much on anthony and i think he probably resents some of that not resents it but he's definitely just like no kentucky's been all with me the whole time they weren't going back and forth i'm gonna stick with kentucky that's why i'm confident that anthony's going to end up sticking around
2: and so much of it as we know is if kentucky's offense goes out there and looks solid this year then you'll feel a lot better about it if they go out there and have some of the years that they've had, sadly, like three out of the last four, then then you worry about some of those skill position players wanting to go somewhere that maybe is a little bit more explosive. But this is going to be, I think, with the exception of everything, and sadly I've been told this position matters, but at, with the exception of the quarterback position, all the pieces are there for Cohen. He's stepping into a really good spot mm-hmm. as a first-year OC, especially somebody that's really never got. Gotten their toes wet in big time college football that it's it's all right there for you unfortunately the uncertainty is the quarterback position and of course we all realize how important that is but everything else is is there to be able to impress these recruits and then if if Cohen can go out there and put some points he's he's very personable Roush it seems like I, I could see why parents and coaches across the country recruits would like him so that checks a big box you don't want some old fart that nobody can get along with so Cohen is personable those those are good things you just got to show you can put up some points and you got to show why wide receivers would want to be a part of this offense and running backs and and skill positions across the board and so hopefully he can go out there and and do that I still think it's going to be mostly ground and pound but you can still if the ground game's going do a play action take a deep shot Cohen has said he plans on doing that so I'll, I'll I guess I'll believe it when I see it, but I'll take him for his word for it as of now. And uh, I, I, I just have a good year, and I think the chips are going to fall in recruiting. Yes, can't wait.
0: Yeah. Uh, I one more thing that I wanted to mention before I get uh, to fulfilling my duties as a father. We had some Kentucky basketball summer scuttlebutt. Love to hear that Tai Tai Washington is living, or I mean, just, I don't know if wowing would be the right word, but Ty Ty Washington is being that guy. And I remember just going back to a conversation that we had here either earlier this month or in June when folks were sharing their concerns about, I don't know if there's a bona fide star. And we were saying, you know, you might be right, but I think Ty Ty Washington can be that guy. And yesterday my Xbox said that, tata has been that guy grady has exceeded expectations and jack he was hearing the same stuff he echoed that sentiment and post eyesight on ksr so that that is music to my ears it's exactly what i wanted to hear from these summer basketball reports
2: that's that's interesting uh i yeah it's always better to hear that stuff than to not hear that stuff that's that's for sure. But Matt Pilgrim's a beast. We've heard it. We, we've heard it all before. Ramon Harris' jumper has been figured out and all that good stuff. So I'll, you know, Ty is going to be a freshman. He's going to make his freshman mistakes. And the good news is we'll be able to be patient with him, shouldn't have to ask too much out of him. And if he's ready to click come March, then that will be A OK by me. And I hope that's the case. The Callan Grady stuff that has been going around. Supposedly that dude's just going to be super consistent. Steady as he goes, he'll knock down mid-range jumpers, he'll knock down threes, just a really heady basketball player, which is great to hear, and, and you got to love. I, I'm hearing, at, well, I'm hearing, and I, other people have heard this as well, that, that Wheeler has been really, really good so far in the summer, that UK is really impressed with what he's been able to do when he's been able to go out there and, and they've been doing scrimmages and whatnot. So I, I've heard more about Wheeler than, than Ty Ty. Oh, Oh man, you love to see it. You do, you do. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to totally switch gears to basketball, but we we can jump all back and forth. Uh, well, uh, but Trevor, what do you think about that? How you getting scared about this basketball game coming up?
1: You should be. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. You should
1: see me. I've got three cigarettes in my hand right now, just listening to you all talk and uh, and, and just total fear. Uh, no, because I'm not, I, Everything you kind of said, TJ, yeah, I agree with, and, and don't come in really surprised that. At this point right now, you're seeing guys who have, have yes multiple years of already college experience are looking strong. And I expect them to probably be placed look strongly, especially early in the season and with tie tie Washington. I'm not, yeah, I'll wait till I see it. I'm the old man when it comes to that.
2: That that's the uh and that's probably some truth too to people around the gym. I know it's uh, there's a lot of new staff members, but just having experienced guys that don't kind of make some of the silly high school mistakes or just the way they kind of handle themselves. I'm sure that probably does jump out. And and Wheeler's been around. He's been around the SEC, and then Grady obviously is is an old man by college basketball standards. <laughs> so I'm sure it probably is a little easier for those guys just to get the attention of of the staff. But that being said, the people at the KSR compound they think that it's uh, Ty Ty who who stood out more. So he is not an experienced player, so that maybe does carry a little bit more weight. But we've heard all the summer hype before you still have to go out there and and show it obviously everybody knows that the good news uk's out of conference schedule is stupid loaded roush so we won't have to really wait long to see what ty ty can do and like i said earlier if he does need to take his time that's a-okay because uk's backcourt really really strong and as long as you're clicking by march that's all that really matters
1: i think people just i I think people just like saying the name ty ty Man, who does It's a fun name to say. So, of course, you want him to be looking good, and you want to maybe exaggerate on his what, how he looks this early in, 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 into the, uh... Exaggerate? You no, know, possibly. Never,
0: never. We would but, never do that.
1: But it is fun to say the name Tai Tai. So, yeah, it's good, to, it's good to hang on to that.
0: Yeah. I, I will say the one, uh... Like, I, we're, we're getting a lot of, uh... Oscar Shibwe, you know, it took him a little while to kind of get back in the swing of things after having some time off. I'm, 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 is it okay for me
1: to be worried about Oscar? That would worry me more than anything else. You, more than the excitement of what else you said. That would worry me a little bit.
2: Yes, I think it's perfectly okay to be concerned about Oscar. He... You know, there's a reason he left West Virginia, didn't leave on like the best terms. He was a little out of shape and again, coming off the pandemic. So it was understandable. His minutes were decreasing and other players kind of had stepped up and, and were able to do some things better. He was, he was just a little too inconsistent. So yeah, I think it's perfectly all right to be worried about him. That's why I got so excited about Kofi. And so that situation still so weird to me that Calipari doesn't reach out, but pretty much every expert thought Kentucky was going to be the team to, to land Kofi, but yet the head coach wasn't calling. So that was kind of bizarre, but yeah, I think that's all right, Roush. I think that's perfectly reasonable to have concerns.
0: And that's why I'm, I'm letting, I'm letting my Jalen Duran hopes get up again, Terry. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, this isn't like Isaiah Jackson. I actually think they might have a shot and I, Especially after I, I know I shouldn't be reading into Jason Jordan blogs with Sky Clark that thoroughly, but if Sky is like saying there could be some big news coming, like he's got to be talking about Jalen Duran, right? Like, gotta be.
2: So no, I'm
0: I'm, I'm, letting, I'm getting my hopes up.
2: I, I think I think Sky would be talking about good news with people in his class.
0: Well. He, Jalen, I mean, he's technically transferring to play with Jalen in the upcoming class, or yeah, like they they would be on the same team next year if Duran didn't reclassify. Yeah, so but he, they you could know, be
2: close. They could play in the same college team if Jalen Duran didn't go pro after one year, too. Like we can all talk about fantasy worlds, Roush. Well, I'm choosing to
0: believe Ooh, my fantasy yeah. where
2: Jalen Duran is coming to Kentucky
0: and committing in the next week or so.
2: I'd like that. I I like your optimism. I hope that is the case. And I hadn't actually even thought of that because my mind just instantly went to things have heated up so much in the class of 2022. And UK is in a good spot for a thousand different guys. The Bona guy is going to go visit here soon, which is exciting. And UK is doing so well. So I just instantly thought 2022, his class, not a player for a team that he's not going to really be on and would never play with Jalen if Jalen did go to UK. But I like the way you think, buddy. Eternally optimistic. That's what they call me. This is coming from the, the guy who was like, the Kofi stuff is all misdirection. This is, <laughs> this is exactly what we want. Turned out it was just the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you know
0: what? I would rather be optimistic all the time and get burnt than just
2: being a negative Nancy. No, you don't want to be a negative Nancy. Yeah, and who wants to be realistic, right? <laughs> hey, speaking of realistic, Trevor, how do you feel about U of L being picked to finish second last in their division? I, I think that's optimism,
1: baby. That's that's right. We're we're better than Syracuse, who, by the yeah. way, like the uh, one better of the than a one off. team. Syracuse, <laughs> who, I believe, was one of the other big offers for uh, Jordan Anthony uh, that you beat out. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy we're at least better than. Uh, I don't know if we're as optimistic as the uh, the guy what, who. What was- a- one of the okay. other
2: big offers. had offers from Mississippi, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida State. Marshall, Florida State.
1: Arkansas State, yeah, no, I saw, I saw the list. You do good. realize
2: that, like, the the Western Kentucky could offer the number one player in the class, and that'd be on his offer sheet, right? And I
1: think he, they should, because, you know, what's the worst that could happen? He says no. Throw it out there to everybody. Offer everybody.
2: Trevor, the uh, issue with the offer sheet is when you don't have any good ones, not if you have – Bad ones and good ones. Well, because that, the that, small that, that, schools are going to offer first, and then sure. come in. Yeah, that's that's the issue with U of L is the big schools never come, except for you all, and that's why you know you beat out like McNeese State for dudes. Okay, Trigger Terry, that's okay. Uh, no, I just I just ahead. wanted you to understand the offer, how the offers work. You I, seem to be a little
1: confused. I, 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 by I, it. Un- I understand. Yes, thank you. I'm glad you clarified that for good, me. Good,
2: good, and rest
1: and, and feel better about now. Feel so more strong. I about just
2: about yeah, it. I just wanted. I, I'm not going to take any Jordan Anthony. Uh, I'm not going to take. You don't need to. You don't need to put him through the mud.
1: Twenty minutes ago, you didn't know who the dude was.
2: <laughs> uh, I knew who he was. I did not know he committed.
1: Okay, big uh, difference. I will say again, back to Louisville because let's talk about some Louisville. Yeah, let's get let's get this. Let's turn this to volleyball talk of the the sports world. Uh, I am uh, I'm optimistic, and I think you know what? I'd rather be uh, I'd rather be getting that kind of grief and then shock the world and come in second. Uh, and, yeah, I do say second when I say shock the world. But uh, then, then, you know, being overly, uh, overly, uh, overly hyped. I'll accept, so you, I'll, so I'll you, accept so the you, dog
0: role. yes. So you yes. agree that Louisville stinks at football? I did not say that. Uh, you're agreeing with where they put L. You would rather than be ranked second. Trevor, does this,
2: this, this not bother you that year three and Saddy Daddy, the people just think you all are going to be an absolute garbage football team? They thought we were going to be garbage in year one, and we won eight games. <laughs> That's, oh, I love
0: this. Is that, it, I'm sorry. That, is
1: that amusing? Because it's true. Does, yeah, does the truth <laughs> amuse you? Because you giggle and laugh, you would think Man, of you
2: would be U-, U of L. U- three. it's hilarious. U of L football. How the mighty has fallen. I mean,
1: what, what did I say? that was was so funny. It was it not true? Did was Louisville picked probably in the same position going into Satterfield's first year? And won eight games. They finished in what third, I think, maybe that year.
2: Okay, so what happened the next year?
1: Uh, they were picked to finish higher, and they finished lower. So, like, yes, I'm glad they got picked to finish where they are, because clearly that's that's the that's the that's the, uh, the platform, that's the template.
2: I will say, Roush, no doubt, we'll see this. Like if U of L, you know, finishes six and six, finishes third in their division. Like there will there you you will get the people that don't go down until they know that the sink that the that the ship is sinking that will be like well he overachieved. Listen, you know, they were picked to finish second to last, they finished higher, they got to a bowl game. I, I do think there is some truth to Trevor kind of being like, Well, go out there and impress us, do better than they think you'll do, where the bar is set so low, you can't go much lower than second to last. There's one spot.
1: I don't think it's that black and white. I think it it depends on how you get to that six and six mark. I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, th- what, what's wrong with having that? Nick, were you going to laugh at that because it's what you like to call optimism?
0: Yeah, I'm laughing because you all just lowered the bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, seemingly overnight. It went from ACC coach of the year. Here we come cards. Get on the train. Oh, we're he coming. Did he did to, all of a sudden we're a uh, bunch of like, you know what? Six and six is Going to a weak bowl is
1: overachieving for us. Congrats, guys, we did it. I mean, it's a make or break. I mean, for the the fact is, is that, listen, all your best players from the other guys, guys, are gone now. You no, know, and, and you have some left, but those the, the ones the best ones are gone, and now it's time to you know, you know, poop or get out the pot.
0: Oh man, and you know what? Who he's been recruiting, TJ. A bunch of Central Arkansas recruits. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. Oh gosh, I can't wait really to watch. Were they
1: watch it. top five hundred though?
0: Nope, nope, not even that. Not
1: not would they make top six hundred? Maybe.
2: Not right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I I just I cannot wait for this football season and and. Part of it with U L. Trevor is right, that like expectations were super low in year one and he exceeded those expectations. So expectations seem low again, and that's concerning because they're low because of kind of what he's done, but maybe he can surprise folks. I just think that old Miss game being first game of the year, Roush, that, that would really kind of bug me if I'm a L fan. And that's coming from somebody I love the out-of-conference games. We've, we've beaten that horse to death. I just think there's the opportunity just to, to lose a lot of team. If you get beaten badly, right. right. I, I, I want to I mean, say it's like
0: Florida State a few years back, whenever they thought that Francois was going to make them like they were going to be that team oh, yeah. spiraled so quickly when they got smashed by Alabama. And I almost think you can have something similar, but it's kind of funny. You, I mean, you brought the schedule. Uh, shout out to Justin Rowland for really getting everybody talking yesterday uh, in realignment talk. Like, it's the schedules are me so hard. Why would you even want to play Louisville? Well, it's like, Justin. That, was,
2: that was that was two days ago. We we talked about it yesterday. We were talking about how we wish you we could get your takes on it. But Trevor and I kind of beat. You won't believe it. Trevor said he wants to drop the game. He's scared of Kentucky. Oh, I know. Not not, not surprised at all. And, and mm-hmm. I want to say
1: this. I'm also not scared of Ole Miss. I'm not. Wor- I mean, I yes, the Louisville could get destroyed, obviously, but I'm not. I'm not afraid of Ole Miss. I'm not worried about the effect of that. And, and and back to Satterfield just a little bit here. Look, I, I've said last year I defended him somewhat because I didn't think the team should have been that bad because of him. I mean, there was mo- there were several moments when the team had nice drives and just turned the ball over did something stupid that you really can't. I mean, there's only so much he can do that, and other than put, stick him on Cunningham's hands and making sure he doesn't drop well. the ball or he doesn't overthrow a wide open, multiple wide open receivers. But because you saw what what the team had talent that he he got from Petrino, and they just gave up on Petrino completely, one hundred percent. That last year they weren't that bad. There was talent on that team. We know that, and we saw what Satterfield, that Satterfield did in that first year. We had some of that talent. I, I'm I'm saying this only with the precursor that I don't follow recruiting enough, other than just listening to what the talking heads say and or Roush tells me. But I can only take what Roush tells me with a grain of salt when it comes to little recruiting. And I, until I see it on the field, and now it's to put up or shut up in terms of recruiting because all that talent I just mentioned he had that he did win with
2: a little bit in the first time, that's gone now. It certainly is gone now. And that's I'm just saying, I, you know, a guy that struggled with turnovers as much as Cunningham did last year, you yeah, have to comfort you have to come from behind against Ole Miss. You try to force some throws. You get picked off. Ole Miss's defense stinks, but it can be very opportunistic. Where if teams feel like they're from coming from behind, you force some stuff, which we know Cunningham can do. Then, then it's uh, then that could really get in his head. But I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. Cunningham,
0: we need Cunningham could be Louisville's Jarrett Garantano, and that would just make me so happy.
2: <laughs> another interception another big six get them out of the game all right let's uh let's do our daily double break here douglas the producer we're gonna take two and let's browse will you be will you be back or no probably not uh we were having a very moody morning uh, it, it has sounded great on on my end
0: yeah um it's 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 working so far so yeah. we'll see unlikely but we'll see he's dancing uh, to
2: elmo right now so that sounds like a pretty nice wednesday morning all right okay. well if we don't see roush again say uh, safe travels buddy we'll see you tomorrow then okay this is kentucky roll call roll hour two call. coming up next here on big x sports radio
1: Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro.
2: Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, Wednesday edition of the Shikwacky show. Wacky Wednesday. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Douglas, the producer here on your hump day morning. Appreciate you listening and tuning in. If you like Kentucky Roll Call, go ahead and download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and the replay of the show comes right on when we get off the air, 9 to 11, also on the Big X. Trevor, fun first hour. It's good to have you, and especially now that, uh, even more so now that Roush is on dad duty. Uh, I know that uh, you said I was giving him a hard time. He gave He, he, he gave us a heads up that they he was going to have to keep an eye on on Duke in, in the second hour, it really, I think the first hour, too. So did a good job. Glad we got the hour out of them. Well, we'll take what we can get from from Roush. And then today is the big doctor's appointment for Hoosier Dingus. Uh, is, do you think uh, we're going to get good positive news from, positive
1: from news? the doctor?
2: I, I, I don't – I just can't really like, I can't wait. I, I, cause it's gonna be good, you know, either it's like nothing and they just tell him like he's a baby, which that I think would be the best case scenario, right? One, he's actually not hurt. And two, we can just rip on him for being a huge baby. Uh, but I, 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 I don't think he'd be that honest with us. I think even if they told him that, he'd be like, yeah, they, they said that I tore something, time will heal it, but there's nothing more that they can do. Um, I think that they're gonna tell him, Justin, you just got an ouchie and rub some dirt on it, get back out there and you'll be fine. Uh, I guess there's always the opportunity that it actually is something incredibly serious, in which case maybe this won't be as funny. But let's hope that it's not that. Uh, luckily
1: for us, the fact that no matter what the diagnosis is, he it's caused from him falling off a scooter. So it's always going to be funny. That's a great uh, point. That, 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 that is a positive of it. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to call BS on him if he tells us that, that they say there's something, there's, there's a tear, or there's nothing they can do. Because I think, yeah, there is always something you can do if there's a tear. It's called surgery. I mean, I, I don't think you can really. I, I, I sort of, I think maybe breaking your your pinky toe. I think there's pretty much you can have surgery to fix pretty much any tear. I hope it's not a tear. I hope it's just like a, bu- a bone bruise or something for him, but. You know, and if that's the case, then you know we can kind of laugh in his miseries. He gets slowly but surely better, but no serious outcome.
2: Or even like more ideally, it'd be hilarious if it was a a situation where they're like, "Yeah, you're fine," but uh, we need we're we're interested more about this, or we noticed that when we were in like they just tell just like a long laundry list of things, and he's just sitting there, just mad as could be. He said he was going to tell the nurse that do not tell me anything else if it does not pertain to my arm or shoulder. I mean, would would
1: I, I guess – and I can see that, too, because I, I can be the same way. Like, I don't want to go the – I'm I'm as stubborn as he is to a degree. Would, of course, unlike him, though, I don't have insurance, so I have to be stubborn sometimes for some reasons. But, uh, you know, I don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want him to tell me everything else I know is wrong with me. Oh, man, you should really quit smoking. Oh, duh. I already know that. I mean, I don't need you to tell me about it. I'm fully aware of the uh, the precautions. I have seen the side of the cigarette pack when I'm looking at it and reading about the diagnosis. I know what I'm doing. So yeah, I, I can see. Re- I, I don't. That, that's that's I, I don't think me and him are alone in that factor. That's one reason why people would like to avoid going to the doctor.
2: Yeah, yeah. I. I Nobody likes going no. to the doctor, and nobody is. And and Justin's fears are what everybody fears. It's just. Uh, I guess maybe what he doesn't understand is that like. That's you. You've, sometimes you need to hear that stuff. If it's really bad, you want to hear that stuff. You don't want to hear it often, but, you know, if they say, hey, you could maybe live an extra of five years, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. If you're going to the doctor, you may as well listen to what they have to say. You're not going to be there forever.
1: I mean, the sitcom lover in me would just want to be in the flying room to see the situation where she comes in with his chart, and she begins to tell me, he, he, he stops her and tells her, I don't want to hear anything unless if it betrays to my arm, and she just kind of looks at the chart looks at him, and she goes, Uh, re- really? You know, you sure? You sure? <laughs> no, I yeah. Thinking, I, I mean, when, at that point, what do you do? Do you, do you still, I mean, curiosity has to kill, no open I mean, a bad choice of words, to kill a cat, but I mean, you gotta you got be curious, right? You gotta to wanna to know, no, you wanna open that box and see if that cat's alive or, you know, that man.
2: <laughs> the the skit would be like, you know, Justin on the radio saying I'm going to tell the nurse that like don't don't bring up anything else to me or something like that. And then he like gets into the doctor's office and he's there and he's like in his gown and whatnot. And like the doctor, or the nurse walks in and Justin's like, just so you know, I don't want to hear anything else about by just I just want to know about the arm. I don't need any other details. And the doctor has just like 60 sheets of paper but instead just, you know, turns right back around and turns the light off and is like, okay, then we're done here. Oh, or when he says that the doctor <laughs> looks at him and goes, Oh, good, because that was the only good news I had for you. <laughs> the yeah, arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oh, great. Then you're you're good. Well, I, I dodged the bullet on that one. <laughs> Oh, I also think that like doctors are medically not allowed to like, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I certainly don't know. I'm talking about medically here, but, allowed
1: to tell you your own diagnosis. I mean, well, I think
2: if Justin was like, you're do not tell me anything else. Just my arm. If like, if he had blood clots or something, I think they'd have to tell him.
1: Yeah. If it's something life threatening, like, I mean, even, you know, like a disease of some sort especially if there's one that's, they can, you know, yeah, I think they'd have, I think they have to inform him. Yeah. I would yeah. think they would. I mean, ethically, I would think they'd have to. I mean, whether he'd want to hear it or not.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that I think that as well. Okay. So got more to get to. Got another little echo. I don't know if that's a Trevor thing or what I heard it at the
1: very beginning, but I don't hear it now. So I think it's just on you, buddy. Hmm. Okay. I'm muted. I'm gonna mute uh, between the words though.
2: Mute? Mute. Okay. Text into the show 502 414 1450. I think we probably should start reading uh, a few texts. I don't see why we wouldn't do that. There's a few other topics I want to get to as the show goes on, but we'll see what the text line has to say. 502 414 1450. A texter says to start the show, That doctor ain't telling me nothing. And then they say, Please make my scooter boo boo go away. So, actually, a pretty topical first text uh, regarding who's your dingus who doesn't want to hear it from the doctor just wants to to get a fast pass to see a specialist
1: i mean he could have just uh, i mean can't you just go straight to you can't can you go straight to the specialist i don't know i mean some,
2: some you can some you have to have a referral but he, he could have found a specialist that would have saw him if that was what he was so persistent on but the funny thing is is like why did you know why did he take so long i get it he what he thought it was going to go away but then why why is he giving up now? Maybe it'll go away in six months.
1: I mean, from what he said to me, I talked to him a little bit last night, and he told me that I mean it's it's gotten better over time. I don't I mean he said that, that, that you know the the that the day right after it was so bad he couldn't move it, he couldn't even barely get dressed on his own, and you know and, and stuff like that. But now it's to the point where he says, you know, he it's just sore, but he can still move it. Which I mean, I yeah. So I mean, and that's been it's been a couple weeks, so.
2: Trevor, I think uh, what would you say to maybe a listener saying maybe Trevor should go to the doctor? Trevor tries it.
1: Uh, yeah, I already, I, from the last gallbladder surgery I had, I still owe the hospital enough money. I don't, I, don't need to, I don't need to add on to that bill. They just hitting you up left and right? Yeah, well, the best part was, was they, they let me pay a minimum fee monthly, which is like 50 bucks. I was like, dude, yeah, it's okay. Sign me up. So I pay like, it's like 50 or 60 bucks I pay a month. And what uh. my, what my total bill was. Yeah, I, I promise you, ain't gonna see all that money. <laughs> 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 unless unless I'm Ted Williams, they go see the rest of that. <laughs>
2: oh, man, a texter says can't blame TJ for the D League volleyball fights. He's just fighting for his career in the Louisville Rec League volleyball pyramid system. Not sure if there's an E League, but once you're relegated from the D League, it's over. It's highly unlikely to rise up the ranks and get promoted to C League. But at least there's something to play for. Uh, I've been on. I, I've been. I've been on C League teams, buddy. Probably didn't. We probably should have been in the D league, but you're talking to a volleyball winner from last night. So I'm moving on up. I, moving yeah, I, on grow up, up.
1: I didn't grow. I didn't grow up in the, the Catholic sports system, so I didn't have the D's and C's and B leagues and stuff like that. It was either, you know, in the public school you either make the team or you don't, sucker.
2: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, and and then you know, and, and if I made the team, then
2: so they, they really they, like in your. Middle school. If you didn't make the basketball team, there was no other basketball yeah. option for
1: you. Yeah, you were done. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah,
2: that's pretty ridiculous.
1: That was, and we of course, then what's the sucks now? I wish we had it back then, but we didn't. Even, we didn't have middle school football either when I was in middle school.
2: Now football, there's just one team, and at least we're, you know, I'm sure it's probably different some places, but everybody would make it. I'm trying to think. In grade school, I don't know if there was a sport where if you wanted to play, you were at risk of like getting cut.
1: My grade Thank school you. didn't have a basketball team.
2: Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's we, had, we
1: we didn't have we didn't have any sporting teams at, at Zachary Taylor. And then at Westport, like I said, we had basketball, boys and girls basketball, and that was it. I'm pretty I think I think mm. off the top of my head. I don't remember them being in the other
2: sport. That's that's not fun. That that's <laughs> wild. I didn't know I didn't know that there was places like that. That's crazy. Uh Texter says, Wow, Trevor has really stepped his game up lately. Is he trying to get his job back or something? Watch your back, Justin. That's from Billy Big Blue
1: uh again, Listen, I, I, I can have my job whenever i wanted okay buddy big billy big blue don't worry don't worry about me buddy i appreciate that though
2: why well i I think you focus he, on you billy i think he i don't think he was taking a slide at you i think he was saying to, to have justin watch his back Oh well yeah
1: that's true he should and he should watch his back because you know i mean the love of god if i i've defended his own hoosier team more than he has in in three in three or four shows than he has in three
2: months but maybe he's just a little bit more realistic than you are.
1: And eh, now the realistic's not fun for radio. We
2: no, we well, don't,
1: don't want realism. You don't want, you don't want realism. I mean, come on, what fun you, is you that?
2: You haven't done ra- reality radio in years. No, 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 no. I haven't seen re- why 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 we why worry about reality when fantasy is so much more fun. Uh, this text would have been good for old Roush, and uh, unfortunately, he's not here. But long text ahead, so I apologize. Let's talk offensive line depth chart. Kennard and Rosenthal obviously have the tackle spots locked down. Fortner appears to be your starting center. It gets tricky when you get to the guards, though. You have four or five guys between – four or five guys who could realistically start. Between Horsey, Dotson, Wilson, and Flax, who do you think gets the nod – does Burden see the field at guard or backing up the tackles with Watkins? I say backup guards as you won't want to take those tackles off the field much. I hope you see Flax bump down to guard to fill one of the spots and then let Horace and Dotson split reps at the other one. Mostly agree with you. I, Roush would be the one that could give you a more thorough answer on this, but um, mostly kind of think that you hit it on the head.
1: Yeah, I can't argue it because I don't know half of what he was saying in that text. No, and it's a it's a lot of the offensive line and, and I, do, I, do, I do I do know that Dare the Dare guy is a great sleeper in the Madden draft classes, so I think you gotta steal with him.
2: You really are just I think realistically talking about two different spots and I I I, I don't know. You know, they, they do this, it happens, it, it's bound to happen. But I don't know if you bring in Flax and he's not at least the first dude out there to start the game and that may be may, some people probably do disagree with that but we shall see uh well maybe bring this back up tomorrow when rosh yeah. is here and he'll give you the more thorough answer i hope justin gets good news about his arm from his pediatrician tomorrow billy <laughs>
1: there you go billy that's a good one that, that's funny actually i like that that gets salt through the vote of the day
2: yeah that was uh that was a good one, Billy Big Blue. We 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 are hoping for the best from our buddy Justin, who didn't do the show today. Not because it was during the time of his doctor's appointment; he had to pick up shifts elsewhere. Yeah, he had to
1: make it. Yeah, he had. We got bumped to the curb so he could make up
2: exactly his,
1: his other job because then he has to miss for the doctor's appointment. But I mean, how are we going to tell? I mean, come on. I mean between me not me not waking up on time Nick changing diapers that in the show and you on doing a golf outing I mean we, we, we're not really wanting to talk are we
2: it's summer radio and yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah I can't pass up playing Hirschbou <laughs> yeah I mean neither could I that that'd be crazy yeah i would be absolutely nuts to to do that all right I do have uh, some some updates I'm curious your thoughts on Trevor okay seems like after Kansas met with the Big Ten or had a meeting. You know who who knows how valid that report was. Supposedly the Big Ten is okay staying put for now. Which, if you were considering adding Kansas, then it's probably best to stay put for now. Like if that's your best option, I'd say stay put for now. Go uh, go 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 back to the drawing board. See if you could find up some some better teams because. Kansas doesn't move the needle
1: especially in football which is the primary thing that that we talk that is the the centerpiece of of the the alignment with uh conference alignment yeah if if we were talking if if it was football I'd say Iowa State and Oklahoma State you know that that would move the needle for you that because those are two teams especially I mean Oklahoma State's always consistent usually plus they have You know, they have a fan base. And Iowa State's, I I know everybody loves Matt Campbell. So, I mean, I don't know. And they've been somewhat subpar and pretty decent. So, I mean, those would be decent. Yeah, Kansas doesn't do anything for football. It's all about basketball. But they should definitely still add Kansas. I would I would have, I mean, for them to pass on taking Kansas when the Big 12 fire sale begins in a few years or in a few months or whenever it does, that would just be idiotic. Kansas doesn't move the needle for the Big (sighs) 10. I mean, but you got you got to add it for – I mean, I, I guess it's because you – do we have to ignore the basketball side of things when we talk about this? No. No, I mean, you don't have to, but, like – We should. I mean, there's no point in really talking about it as much because we all know basketball isn't a factor in any of this to a degree.
2: I just I, – I think it's wiser for the Big Ten to – and, and, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily feel this way for the ACC, weirdly enough. And and maybe these things kind of coincide with one another. I don't think the Big Ten needs to be aggressive because I don't think there's just this natural fit that you can land. I'd be working Notre Dame's ears off trying to get them to join because they'd be the perfect Big Ten fit academically and geographically, you, you know, they and rivals. They've already got rivals all throughout the Big Ten, but Notre Dame's goes hand-in-hand with the ACC. They've got a sweetheart deal with the ACC. They don't have to join in football. They get all the benefits, all the rewards from all the other sports. So that'd be tough. I just don't think the Big Ten needs to go add teams just because they get nervous. If it gets to a point that you have to go add teams, then you need to shoot big and see if you can can get – see if Florida State wants to join the Big Ten or see if Clemson's interested. You need to do better than Kansas. Kansas doesn't move the needle for me. But it seems like the Big Ten's going to stay put so they agree with me and not you, Trevor. We did it.
1: I mean, at what point in the ACC do you just say we're sick of being Notre Dame's booty call conference? The ACC? Yeah.
2: Oh, I've said that for years. It's embarrassing. I mean, that's it
1: what we are when we were their booty call.
2: Everybody should have just completely blackballed Notre Dame where you're you're either all in or you're not in. And, you know, every conference would have been like, yeah, every conference just would have needed to agree and said, that you got to join somebody.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I, if I'm the ACC, I would just I would, yeah, I tell them put up or shut up at this point. I mean,
2: if the ACC could get West Virginia and Notre Dame to be all in on football, you know, obviously Notre Dame already is for every other sport, but West Virginia, yeah. you get them to switch, then that's you got a solid group. I wouldn't worry too much about being plundered if I'm the ACC because I still think that's on the table for the ACC, it could like, be. I mean, maybe, you know. If, if Texas A&M is like, well, okay, we added Texas. We didn't want to do that. We didn't want to add a state school. Let's go get Florida State now. Let's go get Clemson now. And Florida and, and South Carolina just have to sit back and say, it, you know, you, you're right. That is how, how that works. So if I'm the ACC, I don't feel like I'm completely out of the clear. I would want to get West Virginia. It makes sense geographically. It makes sense with rivals, all the same stuff. And then just tell Notre Dame, like, hey, you know, it's time that you're,
1: you're in on football, big dog. I agree with the Notre Dame thing. I, I, I lean more. I would still say go Cincinnati over West Virginia. I don't think it's big enough difference to debate it that heavily because I have no problem with West Virginia. I would just – if you gave me the choice, I would take Cincinnati over West Virginia.
2: Yeah, I, I just strongly disagree, and I think the finances – would support West Virginia.
1: You don't think Cincinnati but football? I think you're, you're, I mean, I mean they, they. You know, I mean geographically it fits. I mean, but even though, even though geographically, I mean, why do we even care talking about that? Like,
2: I, and I, I agree with that too. Geograp graphics don't matter. it's it, yeah, it, thrown it, it, out the window. It, it really has. Uh, all right, another texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. it was the Jason Jordan tweet, Scott. Sky Clark planning to be back in January, which is great news. Supposedly everything went well with his surgery. And it says some good news for UK recruiting. We talked about that in hour one. So if you don't go listen to the podcast, go download it. We'd appreciate it. But Nick Roush thought that could be a Jalen Duran statement. Good news coming soon for Kentucky. My initial reaction was somebody in 2022 – uh, I don't know exactly who it would be, but Kentucky just seems to be in a good spot with all those dudes. Had the take yesterday that I do not want Kentucky to fill up too fast. Slow down a little bit, and uh, you make sure you leave some rooms for the for the grad or the transfers. It doesn't even have to be grad transfers anymore. But uh, we'll see. I hope Roush is right. I hope it's Jalen. And if you bring Jalen into the fold, then you're you're feeling. Uh, even better about is this it, upcoming season. Is it bad of
1: me as a as a sports guy? I guess that I didn't know when he when he mentioned Jason Jordan, I didn't know who he was talking about. And the only Jason Jordan I knew was a former Indiana uh, 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 <coughs> excuse me a former Indiana wrestler, uh, Olympic style wrestler who became a WWE wrestler, but had to retire prematurely because of neck injuries. That's the only Jason Jordan I
2: knew that that's great. Uh, that's I, not, I'm but. just saying, is that bad of me though?
1: Should I have known who the other Jason Jordan is? No, not okay. if you don't follow recruiting. Okay. I just want to make sure if I didn't know if I should have felt bad or not. And, you, and if I should have, you would be the one to tell me. So you'd be honest.
2: I think you just wanted to brag about knowing some obscure wrestler. I bet too. I wanted to accomplish that as well. And I, and I did that. So thank you. You got it. Uh, <laughs> and they, they, they go on to say, I will not sit idly by as Jason Jordan does this to us again. What, what, what was the other one he got us? Uh, I remember. I for, but I, well, I, I remember the scenario. I don't remember the player. He did, he did kind of get UK fans all hot and bothered over something. On a, a recruit? Yeah, I think so.
1: Uh, I, yeah, if, you, if you describe the scenario, I might be able to help you with the name. But other than that, I would, I'd be useless in that,
2: in that problem. Yeah. yeah. A texture says, sure. Jeff Goodman looks like if Frank Kaminsky and Bill Murray's character in Caddyshack had a baby.
1: Why is it? Could it just be Bill Murray? I mean, what's this, did, did he really have any like any major makeup in the Caddyshack role?
2: <laughs> well, just Bill Murray, right? <laughs> well, I think he means that. <laughs> that's maybe maybe that age. Oh, maybe okay. that maybe that's why it matters because he's he he, placing Bill Murray in a in in a you know what his face looks like in that time.
1: I'm I'm not I don't know about the Bill Murray thing, but the, the uh, Comiskey one does. Uh, yeah, I can definitely see that because they both got that really long face.
2: Kaminsky uh, and, you know, and, Kentucky goes one and one. has the really big forehead though. Too, so. Kentucky went one and one against Kaminsky and it, it, it that doesn't feel good at all, <laughs> but him and like, there, there's a certain look that some people have. Kaminsky is one of them where it's just like, if you kind of have this long face, you kind of, you know, RBF, can't say it on, on air, but resting, you know, what face, if, People like Frank Kaminsky with long faces kind of have resting dumb face, if you will. <laughs> like you just, you they always just kind of have their mouth open and they just kind of look like, you know, stinky and Hey Arnold sort of deal, but they're not dumb. They're very smart. It's just kind of the way their face rests, which is unfortunate. Uh, Jeff Goodman would fall into that category.
1: Yeah. I, I could see that though. Yeah. They just have this, like the, the confused befuddled face. I, I get that a lot. So people say I have that face sometimes too
2: it happens it's all right uh yeah it, it it does let's go to our last break most likely yeah it'll be our last break we may we may we may head out just a tiny bit early and use that as our second break but let's head to a break and then we're going to get into some uh, pod pod discussions sec oklahoma and texas they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be added to the mix and we'll maybe talk just a little bit more about that because we've beaten that to death for the most part but but yesterday, Mook's pot idea has taken off like wildfire. We'll come back. We'll talk about it. The next text is about it. I've got some takes about it, so we'll get back to it. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Douglas, the producer. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call.
2: One more thing. Do me a favor, don't go chasing
0: waterfalls. Is that accidental, or were you trying to quote TLC on purpose? I don't understand the reference. You don't understand what you said? I don't know what that is. Get out.
2: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big I'm X Sports Radio. Ball. There it is. D.J. Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Douglas, the producer on your Wednesday. We appreciate you spending it along with us. Justin, doctor's appointment, Roush, father. They will be back tomorrow. So keep the text coming in. And if you have any questions for them, they will get back to it tomorrow. Team USA played last night. Trevor, did you watch it? I did not. How, what was the outcome?
1: I missed it. You said I, you said were. You said you were up. Well, I, I yeah, I guess I just wasn't watching at that time. I did watch, uh, as I mentioned, the the uh, ROC upset Serbia in the three three x three. I guess they're calling it uh, men's, and that during the the double take double take break, uh, I watched uh, China win the bronze in the women's three 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 times three three x three. So the United
2: you. States was a thirty nine and a half point favorite over Iran. Did do you think we covered? No, we did. We oh,
1: did.
2: How dare I? How dare I doubt the team? Nearly doubled them up. One hundred and twenty to sixty-six. Beat we the Iranians. Them. They didn't apparently didn't Iran enough. <laughs> yes. So uh, that's that, So that's good. If UK were, or UK, if the United States were to lose to the Czechs somehow, which I guess you can't take off the table. There's still a, a chance. There's still a good possibility they'd advance to the knockout. Stage, uh,
1: it's, I'm sorry, I, I can't help but
2: laugh at work. you're right I mean, to
1: laugh. I mean, if, in men's basketball or basketball in any gender that we, we have to be sitting there talking about, there's still a chance we get to make the knockout stage, I and mean, we shouldn't even care. So, I mean, we've become to the equipment the men's Olympic team in basketball has become IU basketball.
2: No, you're the missing the are, point. problem
1: celebrating hanging up.
2: That's nobody. Nobody's celebrating or all or any of that. All I'm saying is the margin of victory is so big that if they were to get upset by the checks, they still would advance. Nobody's celebrating or ha- happy about that. It's a they shouldn't lose to the checks. They should beat them by a million. So I, I it'd be very embarrassing if they don't. If they don't win that game, they should just pack up and go home. But they would. They would advance, Trevor.
1: I, I don't know. Is there, is there a lot of NBA players on the check team, or past or present?
2: I'm sure there are. I can't can't think of who it is, but they, the United States started a little slow last night or this morning, I guess is the the right way to phrase it. Started a little slow. And, and and then again, you know, as I ran, they were, they should have beaten the the brakes off of them, but hopefully they maybe get a little confidence if nothing else, just get a little bit more familiar playing with one another chemistry, uh, just how you want to run the floor, where players like their passes and whatnot. So Hopefully that helped you aren't going to take too much away from a big win over Iran, but maybe, maybe down the road, we'll see some results from this, yeah, from yeah. this win. The uh, first
1: step is to beat the teams you're supposed to the way you're supposed to.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. It's just, you can't, United States should beat everybody by a thousand and uh, always win. So anything less than that's a little disappointing, but especially losing to France. Okay, let's get back to the text line, the pod scheduling. Before we do that, Salsarita's, they've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthew's. Check them out. It's delicious. They're, you can download the app, by the way, refer a friend. You will get $10 into your account. They'll get a free entree. Boom, double date lunch right there. People are eating for free, eating for cheap. That's what Salsarita's is all about. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthew's, newly renovated. Go check out Salsarita's so delicious and do not forget to download the app they do catering as well great pricing no party but too big no party uh too small okay i could definitely go for
1: some steak soft tacos right about now
2: yeah uh yeah i mean right i know
1: it might be a little too early and i know they're not open just yet but i could definitely go for about three or four steak soft tacos right now
2: well i've embarrassingly admitted that i have gone and just like waited outside of Salsarita till eleven till it's oh, open. I've been there. I actually have done that
1: too. You just look I, inside yeah.
2: the window like you're a puppy waiting to get picked up.
1: Watching why you sit there and kind of play uh, chicken. Wait, see you don't want to be the first person to go in the door. You can't kind of wait for them one oh, to walk up. I don't
2: mind being the first person. You don't I just, mind being first? I just like the worst was one one. I've sadly done it like twice, but another time it was like eleven o two and they still hadn't like flipped over the sign. So I, I was like, do I go up there and just like, you know, walk in like I own the place or do I need to wait till they give me the go ahead? So that that was not ideal. You can call, by the way, for catering five zero two eight nine seven five three two three.
1: Nothing is kind of, I don't want to say worse, but as embarrassing as, you know, going up and pulling on the door and it's still being locked. And you get that look from all the employees like, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I, know, I know you got to start doing stuff. I know. Hey, I hate it. I don't want I to I wouldn't want to be you either sometimes.
2: is our text line you text into the show we read it on air that's how this works the texter says pod scheduling idea pods of four ranked top to bottom example pod one alabama oklahoma georgia a&m pod two florida lsu texas old miss pod three auburn arkansas uk south carolina pod four missouri tennessee vandy mississippi state play home and home within pods Six games plus one locked rival, plus one game from other pods. Pro, you have the promotion relegation between the pods at the end of the seasons. Lots of huge matchups up top, and the rest of the conference gets to face peers and develop. I love the pod. Now, this was a pod scheduling idea that Mook, that Mook texted into the show, and this texter is adding a little bit more scheduling meat, what it looked like. Because you could do the pod thing and I love it. I love the pod idea. Trevor, do you remember the pod idea? I do. I was trying
1: to see if there was a difference in what his pods were compared to MOOCs. it looks just from the naked eye about pretty much the same pod groups that MOOC did. I could yeah I think it. there's maybe
2: one exception between pod two and three, but regardless okay yeah. uh, the, the, the you know how you start off the pods would maybe be one of the most difficult parts about it because you'd be telling some teams you're great. you'd be telling some teams you're not so good uh, but that I don't think teams are going to have issues with. The reason I love the pod schedule is for, for you know, for all those people, Kentucky, you're going to lose all these games. Uh, I feel good about the future of Kentucky football. Is Kentucky going to, if they add Texas and Oklahoma, is Kentucky going to climb higher in the SEC? Probably, probably the same. I just, I don't think it really changes too much for Kentucky. Things could be a little bit more difficult, but that's Kentucky's job to get a little bit better as a program. But for teams that are even further down the pecking order than Kentucky, a Vanderbilt, a South Carolina, a Mississippi state, let's see. Arkansas certainly is one of them. It'd be a little bit more ideal that if you're adding more firepower to already the nation's best football conference to have a little bit of reassurance that you're playing teams that are inside your pool, if you will, that are at your skill level. And that way, yeah, you're still going to have to play some of the best of the best, and they may beat your brains in. That's no different than the normal SEC. But it kind of keeps programs within their same neighborhoods, Trevor, where I think the competitive balance would be – more acceptable and guess what you're completely you're in pod one and you're completely outclassed like you shouldn't be up here with the big boys good news that'll work itself out you'll move down if you finish last if you're in pod two and you're just or if you're in pod three and you're just dominating everybody and you're embarrassed that you don't get a take on the big boys guess what over time that'll check itself out you'll move up and you'll move up and you'll continue to grow as a program I think the pod idea is genius I really do I I think it's I think they should take they they want because it's probably a little bit too it's a little too wild for them i would imagine but i think that's a genius idea to keep programs within their boundaries allow them the chance to move up if a team starts losing okay let's kind of switch the competition level ever so slightly and i'm i like this texture scheduling idea one locked rival and then one game from the other pods i don't know if i love the home and home within the pod. like i don't know if i want kentucky playing vandy twice i I, I guess I wouldn't care. I'm not really. I'm open I, to anything really would. with the scheduling. You but would I, want I think that, though you would want
1: that if you were in that area because you know you're getting two win. I mean, it's only going to be for a year probably, if and for, for at least one of those teams.
2: Yeah, I I, it, I think there's other ways you could just have it on a rotating basis, and then if you ended up moving in a pod, you could if a if. If the rotation dictated – so you'd automatically play your pod opponents, and then there'd be a rotating, just however – whatever the best idea for that should win out. I, I don't I don't have it. This texter had a pretty good one. But if you had a rotating schedule, you could do it where you're basically playing every SEC team every two or three years is how it work out. So every graduating class would play every team in the SEC. And really every graduating class would have a chance to play a home, home and away game against maybe every team in the SEC dc which i think that would be pretty cool if you could make that happen but in the years where a team would move up or down from a pod and then there'd be the scheduling conflict where oh no they're our rotating opponent but now they're in our pod just play them twice then then do do the random home and home with that team and and let it work uh, I, I think there's ways you could make the pod system work and make everybody happy i thought it was a great idea by mooc i like this texture scheduling idea i would like it to get a little bit more traction so we'll see uh, by the way texas and Oklahoma. They're. They've already. They've. They've. They've written to the SEC to let them know that they're. They want in, and the SEC says we'll talk about it. So that's where we're well, at there.
1: Is that like an email or an actual letter, or I mean, uh,
2: if it was Miss Barnhart, a, probably. Is it a, uh, a fax?
1: Did they send a fax? I mean, yeah. what, 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 what does that mean? They officially split it. I mean, is it a, an actual letter? I'm just curious. Uh, it it's is. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's an
2: actual letter. Oh wow, they, that's good. <laughs> maybe an email, but it's, it's a, it's a written, just, Hey, we want in. A lot and, of I said. Will say,
1: and I was just about the pod stuff. I, I love it too. I liked, and, I, and I'm and i more pro, <clears throat> excuse me, the home and home inside your pod, because I mean, how else do you know? I mean, that's, I, I mean, that you're, you should be play how you, if you're going to be considered the best team to be moved up, you should play against everybody maybe twice. The only problem with that, this is, and I don't think it should be a problem because you can fix that problem very easily, but, uh, one problem would be, you know, how if you do that, and you're, you know, what does that do for the the BCS championship and the, the Big Four? I mean, if, how do you really? Because i I know, and you laugh, but I'm always the one that. Well, you know, I'm laughing because the
2: BCS championship hasn't been a thing in ten years. Well,
1: you know what? I, whatever they call it, what what's it called now? Not the BCS, but the the, the 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 final four tournament, whatever it's called. I think they call it the College Football Playoff. College Football, playoff, thank you. Whatever, same. Yeah, the, the four team tournament. Oh, I mean. I if a team, yeah. you know, in your pod four, you know, has a dominant season because it's playing, you know, six games and monks, it's three, you know, lesser teams, and then it may plays the rival as a, a lesser team, and, and you know, they, they just the schedule is inflated by that, that would, because cause I've always still been one of those people that still back Central Florida should have got the shot of going there for being undefeated, because just to go undefeated, it's just so hard to do in general. in football.
2: Well, one, one way – so I, I've got a few different ideas on the pod. This is probably – we'd need to maybe do a Patreon or yeah. something where we could just spend a lot more time dorking out and geeking out. But I would think, okay, let's say you want to do the home-and-home home within the pods. You're playing three different teams, twice, home-and-home, home, six games, and then you sprinkle in a few other ones. It's your – Pod conference record that determines who wins the pod. It's not your overall conference record, it's your pod record. And then the winner of that pod goes to the SEC semifinals. So, yeah, you'd have, and then the pod one would play pod four, and you'd imagine pod one would probably win rather easily, but that'd be a big game for pod four. It'd get them, you know, they're moving up a pod. So, that would that get them uh, pumped up, and hell, maybe they're being upset every so often. And then Pod two would play the winner of Pod three, and then the winners of those semifinals games. Boom! There's your SEC champion or SEC championship. And you may say, well, that's not fair. It's probably going to be a Pod two winner versus a Pod one winner. Why not two Pod one teams playing for the SEC championship? Well, well if we're if we're gonna do the home and homes. You had enough chances to win your pot yeah. at that point, so uh, you're you are disqualified from winning the SEC. Uh, I don't know. It's fun. Uh, we'll we'll I, we'll swing around a lot more ideas as well. I love that idea, and yes, yeah, the,
1: the, you don't want to take away from the regular season importance, but you know, as much as I do, want a tournament. I love this idea so much. I would love to see the ACC add some more teams and do this with the ACC as well. I mean, Louisville probably yeah, is going to be in pod two or three too, but you know, I'm I, you know, I'd love to see ACC do it. I see all four conferences do it. And those four conference champions are your four teams that play
2: in the the conference playoff. Uh, And by the way, there's some reports that the SEC going to 16 that could pump the brakes on college football, going to 12 teams. Um, I wouldn't understand really why. I guess there'd be a fear that the SEC would get too many teams in, but what you do is you'd, you, you'd you'd give just uh, each power conference a chance to get it and if I'm the big 12 I'd be pushing for the 12 team playoff now more than ever and see if you could still get your spot locked in although maybe that's where the hesitancy is, is like well we don't want to give the big 12 a spot anymore because they don't deserve one and they really probably don't but so there's some so the 12 team playoff may get pushed back a little bit but if I'm the SEC I really whether you do the pods or not the pods I am doing a, a a semi-final SEC champion and I'm letting those four teams battle it out for for one and then who really cares like you're who cares about the 12 team playoff that would bring in a lot more money but the SEC semifinals goodness gracious those would be huge draws and TV and all that so That'd be smart of the SEC to do that. All right, Texter, we got to get going here. Uh, Proud dad moment. Excuse me while I shed a tear and have a sip of Woodford. And this from Mook. It's his kid holding a U.K. flag, but he's actually kind of dragging the U.K. flag. Doesn't make for great radio. But, yeah, it's good to see the the kid happy with the U.K. It looks like he's going to grow up right. A Texter says, are White Claws socially acceptable to drink around the pool over beers? Trevor? Uh, I'm going to say no. Yes, you can drink whatever you want. You're not nine years old. If you want to have a white claw, have a white claw. If you want to have a beer, have a beer. If you want some of the harder stuff or margarita, then then that's your choice. And, and, if, just, that's gonna, and if you don't want to get teased, anybody that's going to shame you over your drinks, of choice they can just suck it. No, I don't know if you want if you don't want to get teased for drinking a white claw, put it in a koozie. No. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Little Mookie, decent idea, but you are a you are pod weak, pal, is what
1: this texture says. I was very disappointed when you – it's a Wednesday. I thought you were saying pot discussion. Oh, Zane. That
2: was a good one. Morning, guys. I know Ryan Bear said he was committing this month and it's almost over. Have you all heard anything about when slash where he's committing? Probably more of a Rouse question, unfortunately. Uh, Again, familiar with the name, but I'm in the same boat as you. I actually had thought he had already committed somewhere. So, not 100% sure uh, what the latest is on that. But again. Maybe RASH will come back tomorrow and help us with the football mumbo jumbo. Texture says
1: Illinois and Michigan State as well.
2: Okay, gotcha. I think the last I heard was uh, was Michigan State, but I don't know.
1: For what it's worth, the fancy glass ball is uh, very much in favor of Michigan State.
2: Okay, gotcha. But that dude's a big dude, six seven, three twenty. whoo. Texter says Roush with a reach about Nassar Nassar. Thanks for the perspective of South Korea, Terry. Personally, I'm pretty conflicted on it. Feel bad for Simone Biles and understand her, the potential to get injury on the one hand, but on the other also see the perspective of hitting adversity and probably not going to do well and just bailing instead of having to deal with failure. Hopefully it's something she can bounce back from because she's amazing to watch. Well, I think, I think she was pretty much going to be done after this Olympics anyways. And now that she's yeah. not doing the individual, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see it. I, I hate that this is kind of now part of her story because she is an absolute freak, but I I see both sides of it. I, I don't think she should be casted as this villain because I think she was a good teammate, but I don't also think it's like super duper heroic because I think it would have been a little bit more heroic if even before you started – you started the competition, you didn't have your stuff. You should have probably realized that during the warm-ups. But it's a tough situation. I can't yeah. imagine really being in her shoes. And uh, she clearly just looked super rattled, though. Something was was going on in her brain. Ralph said that it was the yips. I don't doubt that.
1: Good or bad, it is kind of going to be what she's going to be remembered for, probably. I mean – I mean, Yeah. What, and, and I'm with you. I guess at the beginning, I don't I, – if you don't want to make – give her crap for, for doing it for her way. She handled it. That's fine. But I just don't think, I think praising it is completely. Yeah. The,
2: the, the, praising it I, again, I think it, she, I, I do praise how good of a teammate she was on the sidelines that had to be really tough for her. And she probably yeah. just wanted to go cry. I, that's probably what I would do if I were, if I were in yeah, her yeah, shoes, but she cheered them on and she was super supportive and, and was right there for all of them. But literally my only issue really with it is that she started the event. Like yeah. I, I, I don't think she should have started it because she looked, she did not look good in the warm-up, so she knew that something wasn't right with her. You shouldn't have started it. You hurt your team by doing that, but she was a good teammate after that. And I do think it's important, and if you don't think you're the one to be able to get a job done, tap in the person that can do it. So I, I think that is commendable from a teammate aspect. It was just surprising that it happened to Simone Biles, and I think it's all right to be surprised by that.
1: that uh, definitely the surprise is that, that that is something I think all sides can be agree on, agree on that it was a surprise.
2: Yeah. Yeah, didn't see I mean cuz she no. was she's just the stuff she could do just defied logic. Texter says, "Hey TJ, I'm scheduled to take the exam to get my appraisal license next week. Any advice for the test? Maybe we can hit up the appraiser convention next year." Not sure if you're being serious or not, Texter, but it's <laughs> it's it's tough. I you know, I'm sure you're taking some practice courses. If those practice courses say that you're ready to go, then go on and give it a shot, but they're really hard, and what's going to happen if you've never taken it before, if you are being serious, you're going to get into it and be like, what is this? Like, I like th- this is stuff, and you're going to have, like, multiple questions of it, and you're just like, I don't know what this stuff is. Stick to your guns, work out the processes that you know. It's a lot of math, a lot of math, and uh, you'll be fine. You'll get it, and if you don't get it, you can always take it again, and you'll get it the next time.
1: Is it really a convention?
2: There is appraising conventions in Las Vegas, yes. Oh, Oh, Vegas
1: too. Oh, it's awesome. Well, you have
2: to. This is this is he's talking about two different things. Yeah, I mean, you were asking if he was being serious. I was thinking
1: more about the convention part of the text
2: than whether he really taking the convention. There are appraising conventions in Vegas, yes.
1: Okay, what did you go to? uh, Well, have you had an opportunity to go to one yet?
2: I've never been, um, but they, you have to take like continuing education courses, which mean each year just to make sure you're up with the appraising uh, do's and don'ts. You have to take some classes and they waive the classes. If you go to Vegas, which is pretty cool. So you don't have to do any of the boring classes, basically just begging you to go to Vegas, Trevor. Well,
1: I, 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 I want to know, are you going to go And Are you going to go this next come Are you and, uh, the, whole, and the brother going to go? No,
2: nah, I think the baby's going to probably keep me from, from making that happen oh god
1: johnny represents the front that's i mean come on dude you want do that
2: <laughs> texter says the acc isn't getting some giant new tv deal because they added west virginia well i said west virginia and notre dame but west virginia just would provide stability to to clemson and florida state that like all right y'all we let's all stay put we got a lot of teams here a lot of programs here that have good fan bases that care about Sports and athletics, so the conference will be in good hands. No, they're not going to get a mega TV deal because of West Virginia. I do, <laughs> I, do I do agree with you, smart butt. I, I don't know. I think you're, I think you're not just giving the, the good people of Morgantown enough credit. I don't think it'd hurt. Like, I don't think, you know, it, but they, it wouldn't be like a Texas and Oklahoma edition. I do realize that. No, I mean,
1: if it's a TV related thing, then Cincinnati, I think, definitely gets the uh, promotion over West Virginia.
2: No, neither one. Uh, neither one. I just think from a stability standpoint, I mean, you, you you, West Virginia makes more money than Cincinnati, Trevor. I think that's what you got to understand. Do they? Yes.
1: And we're talking. I mean, I know. I know that we're talking all
2: sports. I mean, they just they 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 get more revenue than Cincinnati.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I'll take your word for it. I'm sure you've looked it up.
2: Uh, I would imagine that it's probably not all that close, but I'll I'll figure it out. Do you have the text line pulled up? You want to read this, John? Text uh let me i don't let me get
1: up okay hold on give me two seconds do I have to do it my own okay <clears throat> john here good morning doll. good luck justin at the doctor if Jalen comes you already know we will we will go undefeated thanks guys for a darn good show you bring positive fun information every morning oh shucks thank john and as we always get it's always good to hear trevor on the show trevor you are the styling profiling limousine riding Jet stealing or jet piling, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. wants to ride on Magic Mountain, baby. Hey, Walmart. I did that one. Hey, Walmart, we, we'll pay for your college at like 10 different colleges. Just another perk because they don't have enough workers. They don't have, uh, come on, man, get back to work, America. Well, I've got to go. Talk to you later.
2: So well, you I'm lost me there me. a little bit at the end. Uh yeah,
1: I, I had to scroll down. I'm not good at reading and talking at the same time. I can't do yeah. it. Do. I can't do it. I think I didn't take the SAT. That's why. That's interesting.
2: <laughs> uh so West Virginia makes, I think, about the the most recent report from USA Today, 34 million more than Cincinnati, and their budget is uh about 30 I, million. More. Now, and I and I'm no question. I,
1: now I see why you want me to read the text if you want to look that up. How much of that is a, how much of that difference between them and Cincinnati is also a product of the, the revenue sharing of their conferences they're on that they're in right now? Well, I'm
2: I'm sure I'm sure a good bit. Okay. Cause I mean Cincinnati, I mean it's I would
1: look at like attendance and maybe like with Cincinnati. And since, I know Cincinnati is still kind of new to the being but they've been a solid decent football program for the last couple of years.
2: It's just a yeah. I mean, yeah, you're I think you're getting too caught up with their like last good little run here. They're fourth in the AAC in revenue. Who's the top three then? All close by, but Connecticut, Houston, and Central Florida make more money. Connecticut was the other one I would even think about out of the A. Yeah, I'd go Central Florida before Cincinnati if I were the ACC. But I'd go West Virginia and try to get Notre Dame, and that's where I'd go. A texture says, no better time than this week for the A.C. to go out in the house. I work outside all day, then come home to a house that's 85 degrees inside. At least I have a mattress that's off the ground, though, so I got to look at the positives. So a shot fired at Justin, which is great – and uh, secondly, that sucks. Yeah,
1: and my AC goes out. My butt's going to Justin's hotel. A taxi. Yeah, I not, not definitely hesitate. going
2: to hotel. I would not. Not in, the, not in this heat. Sorry about that, buddy. I, I hope you're taking just like the coldest showers possible. Uh, last text says she'll never be Mary Lou Retton.
1: <laughs> Mary Lou Retton. Uh, I so sorry, Texas. I'd love to take your back. And yes, the greatest of all time, Mary Lou Retton. And I think that was pretty much written in stone last, this time yesterday morning.
2: Wow. There you have it, folks. There's your gym, gymnastics talk from Trevor Kelsey. All right. That, that was fun, Trevor. Thanks for hopping in, buddy. Hey, it's three days in a row.
1: Should I, should I complete the week or, I mean, should, should I just... I think we'll be fully
2: staffed tomorrow, But but feel free to hop on in whenever you want, big dog. Open invite. We mean it. These
1: these Olympics have been keeping me up all night. You never know.
2: Yeah. Feel free. All right, everybody have a good day. Thanks to Douglas, the producer, for getting us on. Thanks for the text of the show. We'll be back on Thursday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll call.